I was like, I'm done. No, something feels wrong. Oh yeah, volume levels. Why can't I get this right? Did you try to talk before you raised the volume or? No, I just oh. was like, I did one thing out of order and it messed everything up in my head. Cause you didn't start last week. So like no. you're two I'm weeks out of practice. No, more than that. Cause the week before that we were in Indianapolis. Oh, right. Three weeks out of practice. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of glad I was able to push the buttons in the right order when we started it last week. I'm kind of glad I'm not in charge of doing the button pushing. Oh, no, wait. We were back before then. I don't remember if we did it. I'm so... I don't know. Hey, everybody. Jay's <laughs> <laughs> two cents here. Honestly, that, yeah. That, for some reason, that Indianapolis... 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 Indianapolis trip was like... It was so short, but it, for some reason, just took so much out of me. I don't know why. Like, like... And it wasn't even during while we were there. It was like the recovery of it. You know, you come back. You didn't. Like you didn't have to go straight to there after LTX. Though. I know. That's the weird thing. That's why I was like, "What the heck?" It was a two day trip. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> I'm getting old. What? So. What a week it's been. <laughs> yeah. What have passed? So look, let's just address the elephant in the room. I don't know what to say or do. The elephant in the room. <laughs> oh my god! Did you have to do that? <laughs> I am, I am in the, I am stuck in an, in a Kobayashi Maru situation here for all you Star Trek fans. If I said it right, you, this is an unwinnable situation. Yeah. Like there is no winning outcome in this. I can't, I am screwed in this aspect because there is no right or wrong thing to do here. If you talk about it. Or if you don't talk about it, right? <laughs> I already saw. I already saw a comment go by. That's like not talking about it is being okay with it. That's like, that's one hundred percent not true. Yeah, a hundred percent not true. Well, this might be appropriate. Yes. We're, we're, oh, didn't. Well, because isn't it a screw? No. You gotta oh. get. It, you gotta get it wet. Don't you dare lick it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's no. okay because the alcohol cleans it at the same oh, wait, time. I guess. <laughs> Are you just? Give it to me. Oh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't I, anymore. <laughs> I, I think. I think I can. I can do this. Hold on. Hold on. This is just, now you're fingering I'm your raining it. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. He got up all in there. Do you get that bottle on. of prostate exam? <laughs> hold on. Oh. oh. It just uh, a squeak. It screamed for its life. Does the other one do it? I'll do it. I'll you. The other one? Probably. I don't know. It's a really like big neck though. So. <laughs> <laughs> You might have to pour me a double on this one today. <laughs> <laughs> Just pour a double. Sorry, know. I didn't mean to laugh directly uh, on the microphone. Oh. Look, I, it's like I, I've talked about it with the team, whether or not I should. Whose cups are these? Oh, one's going to be filled. Whether or not I should even address this. Or, how should I address it? There's no, the thing is, there's no right answer. But people won't stop asking because thanks. it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. But I, I'm just so torn because I don't. I'm not a drama channel. I'm not a drama piece. I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it. It's yeah. uncomfortable. I, and I'm just not. It's just the, the fact that the. What? The, the, oh, the thing. I was like, I you, look at your you look like you were pointing at the soundboard. I'm like, what? This one? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I was trying to say cork and stopper at the same time and nothing came out. Cork and stopper. Cop, copper. <laughs> but part of me also just wants to put it out all, not all, but like put it out in the air right now where it's like, look, if you want to know my opinion on this, reference this clip. And that's it. That's it. And stop addressing it, you know? But, I mean, I think everyone knows, obviously, what we're referring to. Yeah. And it's really no different than when a company messes up. And by company, I mean, like, a brand that we're working with, like, the Asus drama and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's, it's less about how 
what the problem is and how was the problem handled. Yeah. And unfortunately, there were some immediate knee-jerk responses that only made the problem worse. Mm-hmm. And then there's the allegations from an ex-employee that now make it very serious. And all I can say is that I, knowing the team like I have, and by the team, I mean, I know, I've known like Linus, Luke, Yvonne, Nick, Colton. That's it. I, and, Ed, and Ed to a degree. Brandon's not with the company anymore. Taryn's not with the company anymore. Max isn't with the company anymore. So it's like, I know like the core group. And as they've expanded, I don't know anyone else in the team. Yeah. So I can't speak to any of the the court the culture. I have no idea what that culture is. Yeah, the only one there that I really know is Luke. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Linus was obviously busy when we were at CS the one time. But let's just but. get this let's just get this out of the way so we can move forward with the show. But I firmly believe that they want to do better. But I, I think it's very unfortunate that it took this level of of <sighs> I don't want to say exposure or expose, but it took this level of calling, someone calling well, outness, <laughs> someone putting it all in one. Here's just one focus package of the problem right. to get attention to the problem, because there's there was a lot of uh, of information that was easy to cite, stating that the internal culture didn't believe there was a problem. Now, look, as somebody that's been on the receiving end, and I'm going to take this sip now. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I forgot Not the cheers. The I forgot the cheers, but I just went ahead and drank. Yeah, Ooh, that. For how good that glyph is. So as someone that has been on the receiving end of valid criticism, invalid criticism, focused and coordinated hate for the sake of hate, and blind loyalty, which all of these, blind loyalty is terrible. Anyone that's like, no one could do this. This brand XYZ cannot do any harm. That's a very dangerous mindset to have. Um, I can tell you that we've made honest, honest efforts to limit mistakes yeah we've made mistakes but we've always owned them and by we i mean me i've never like i've never gone out there and just been like well nick messed up <laughs> <laughs> lord knows i had plenty of opportunity no yeah. i'm just kidding <laughs> but I've, I've never been like nick messed up or or brian effed up people are like who the heck is brian or i've never done that <laughs> yeah because i'm running the show the only time that you've done that on a pinned comment was when it was actually my fault, and then I told you to do it. Are you talking about like an editing mistake or something? I, th- I think it was either like one of them was like the, fr- the first clip was colored or something, and then another one was um, I think I put the wrong number in one graph like once. But besides that, that's actually- Oh, no, I can think of one time. I think the four, the 1080 and 4K were inverted right, yeah. kind of a thing. Oh, but, okay, yeah. 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 Um, and, and again- these were mistakes that led us go that led to us going okay let's pull back and figure out a better procedure to make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I mean you've you've worked for me long enough that you know that that is usually my default reaction immediately to something that like something bad that happened, right? It was like like the <clears throat> like the SD card thing, right? When I accidentally formatted a whole day's shoot. Oh yeah. Right? And Nick's been on I've that been end. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what did we do? What did I do immediately? Okay, now we need two SD cards so that never happens again. Because if you format one and you don't catch it by the you're, second time, you're never going to be mistake free. Yeah. But I feel like there's opportunity to fix those mistakes. Now, exactly. Where do I feel like? a lot of these problems sort of stem at, at LMG. I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's it's the speed at which they're moving, which is ironic. Typically, people have said, we move quick as a small team, but we don't put the pressure on ourselves to be like daily uploads on every channel every day. We don't have that level of 
pressure, yeah. if you will. Our team is like, what, 30 times smaller than Linus is? Yeah, something like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, so maybe to, more. To give you guys maybe perspective. More. Yeah, 30 to 40 times smaller than yeah. Linus. But, to give you perspective. But I, but I think... Oh my goodness. This, uh, see, I did not intend on talking about this today. I really didn't. I just want to stay in my lane, which is to talk about tech that I'm interested in. But I cannot help the fact that this is what people want to hear right now. And I have no doubt my words in some way today are going to be used against me. But all I'm trying to say is like, I can't speak to their thoughts. I can't speak to the why they are where they are. I have no idea. I'm not privy to um, their inner workings. You know, at LTX, I think I might've had less than 10 minutes of conversation with Linus the entire time. That's the exact reason why I don't I don't know Linus anywhere near as well as Luke is because yeah like he's a busy dude you know what I mean his time is like he's everywhere I, all I, the time I I want to say the video they put out regarding their each department head's ex- response to how they're going to try and prevent issues in in the future I believe it's genuine mm-hmm. I do agree um, of course anything that comes out. It's going to be labeled damage control. And to be fair, it is damage control. It's damage to the community. It's damage to the brand. It's damage to the reputations of, of their brand. And yes, it is damage control. But if you accidentally start a fire, do you go, well, I deserve this fire. Let's just let it burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or do we go, let's put the fire out and let's not do what made the fire happen again. Because like, what really is the difference between damage control and the first steps to fixing a problem? Like they're kind of both the same. But to be honest, on the flip side, and this is going to be where I think my words might get used against me. I think people were waiting for a reason to be outraged. Because Linus is number one in the PC space. And it's really easy. It's really easy to. And, and, you know, I hate to to really just quote the Dark Knight, but the only thing people love more than a hero is seeing a hero fall. And when the Joker said that, it's true. People are on your side until finally they're just like, I want to see what happens when you die, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's why every comic book hero in Marvel, even if they were just dream sequences or something has been killed at some point because they want to see how the audience responds to the death of a hero. Now I'm not calling Linus a hero. I'm just saying like, you have the hero, you have your anti-hero, you have those that are going to be against the hero, no matter what, just because of their nature. I think a lot of people were, were just waiting for any reason to dogpile. Now, I cannot speak to and I will not speak to the Madison claims because I don't know her. I don't know the team that she worked for. It's my understanding this was as much, what, two years ago that these claims happened. I feel like the right move was launching an investigation. But at the same time, I've seen some some criticism saying, well, they hired their own investigator. Of course, they're going to find in their favor. I That's not true. But I think the optics look, if it was a third party investigator it's like it wasn't that wasn't hired by lmg but also not hired by madison who's gonna hire the investigator (laughs) yeah right because like that's no one's involved anymore right because the moment you find out lmg is paying for the investigator there's gonna be those that'll be like no matter what the outcome is you can't you can't can you trust it it's like it's like a grape juice company funding a research project that says drinking grapefruit or grape juice will make you skinny. Do you trust the results? Because it came from a very biased source. That was like constant in like the nineties, huh? Yeah. Grape juice. Yeah. yeah. And like big milk too. Like milk was, I remember oh, yeah, that milk. getting pushed. But my point is like, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a move in the right direction, but you know, I, again, it's like, I, I is anyone going to trust 
the outcome, especially if the outcome is favorable for LMG. I'm not in that situation. I've never been in that situation. I have zero experience in that situation. So I have no idea what to say or think about that. Other than like, I've had a lot of people write me and demand, be outright demanding that I report on it to, to report on the tweets that were put out. And my response to everyone has been roughly the same. Would you expect a due process if you were, if the allegations were against you? Would you expect everyone to dogpile on you and beat you up? Or would you hope that everyone would want to wait and see what the investigation and through that due process brings? Now, someone has to initiate the due process. You know, the bottom line is I feel like the processes are there for a reason. We have to trust that the processes are going to be utilized. And that's all we as third parties that were not there can do. Because so far, the people corroborating are ex-employees as well, which you could on one hand say, oh, of course, an ex-employee is maybe disgruntled, but would a current employee risk their job saying anything? So there's so many, there's so many immeasurable influences in this whole situation. It's unfortunate. It's been depressing. We've had meetings about it ourselves because we've had brands reach out to us even wanting to talk about it. And we're like, whoa, the yeah. brand relationship between you and me has nothing to do with you and Linus. That, that is, there, there's nothing to talk about here. It's just, it's unfortunate that the amount of people that are expecting us to take a stance and what that stance is, I don't know. All I can say is it's, it's depressing. It's disappointing. Um, and by depressing and disappointing, I mean all the cited information that accuracy was not important enough to reinvest time and energy in. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that I know I've done is make a lot of mistakes and I at least try to rectify those mistakes when possible. And this isn't me standing on a soapbox now with the vision of 2020 hindsight a week later seeing what people are saying. It's just the way we've operated and we've been making changes and I hope people at least recognize that. It's one of the reasons why I pulled back from trying to do any sort of like reviews that are any deeper than surface level, because I understand that my strengths are not in drilling down into the nitty gritty of specs and testing claims and all that sort of stuff. I'm not equipped to do it both intellectually or equipment wise. Yeah. Now we would like to get to some level of that, but in our attempts to do that and having it blow up in our face has made us go, okay, we need to rethink this. And that's because of our, uh, our obligation and how we feel, what we feel we owe to the audience. Now, I know a lot of what I just said sounds a lot of like, okay, well, you know, you're saying what you're hearing everyone say about Linus, but we've, I don't know if people will take your word for it, but we've talked about this long before this happens. Yeah. It's happened. So that's it. it it's, it's upsetting. I, I only know them as people. I don't know them on a company level. I've never had a company relationship with LMG. So I cannot speak to, um, oh, and the other thing I want to talk about too, which is brought up quite a bit, is my tweet regarding reaching out to Billet Labs. They did respond to me. Obviously right now they don't have anything to send me. Um, They did say that they are absolutely willing to work with us when they're ready to show something. And I just feel like as a water cooling enthusiast, I would have loved to have looked at whatever it is that they had to show. I can't fault them for going with what seemed like the biggest exposure 
And I guess maybe ultimately at the end of the day, they got a whole lot of exposure out of them. And, yeah, not, and, not, and not that yeah. that was ever a motive for them, yeah, but yeah. It, it was like a, just a happenstance that the situation led to, with egregious breakdowns of communication internally led to a situation where their name is now everywhere. It's kind of like a, was it silver lining or whatever on the cloud? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> the silver lining is, I think, referring to jackets or something. But anyway, no, it's just finding the silver lining, which is there's a positive to any situation. Yeah. And the positive to this situation is that, one, um, we can all learn from other people's experiences. And I think all of us as content creators right now are definitely paying attention to what's happening over there. And how do we keep that from happening to us? Just as, just as much as, a, let's say the situation was reversed... I would absolutely be held, expected to be held to a standard uh, that is um, community-oriented. Yeah. And if, if, if enough people were like, hey, you're being a complete, complete disservice to the community, or the, and the community includes brands, like what happened with the Billet Lab situation. I, I can understand Linus's immediate emotional response because this, this, this is my life's work, that's his life work, life's work. And I think... People who've been around here long enough know I've had a very emotional response to criticism in the past. And I hope people have realized the last several years that hasn't been the case because it really took a lot of maturing for me to no longer take a, critis- a critical comment straight to my core, which is what I used to do. Yeah, same. I used to take a critical comment like straight to my, the, the fabric of my being, which was not doing anyone any favors. It wasn't doing myself any favors. It wasn't doing mental health any favors. And I think the last few years, I've made a real solid effort to take criticism when valid. And, and, and then that, I think that term itself right there could probably be held against me. I'm not determining what I consider as valid criticism. I'm taking how people respond to a public criticism and what they say in response. Like, let's say someone says, Jay, your, your 4060 Ti review was complete garbage. Not to throw you under the bus, but we're a team. Fine you... <laughs> You gave me your notes and I okayed them, yep. right? I did not see the talking bits, but I, took, I saw your notes and I okayed them. And I was distracted because it was vacation time finally for me and the family for the first time in years. And I was very distracted by that. And I did a disservice to the community by not putting myself in a proper consumer perspective to, to gauge value on that card. And what did I do? I took the card down and I actually I said vacation that's not right that was uh the laptop video you did I just had surgery I was recovering from surgery oh right yeah mm, yeah. yeah but the uh the vacation was the laptop one in, in um April where we just were like yeah that one we was- were sad that it didn't get a lot of views and you really had fun making that video yeah. but I digress I no longer take criticism personally anymore like I used to and I, I would really hope that those that are in the chat that have been there in the past when I was just like I'm, I'm not taking shit from no one. I'm just going to smack back. And you know what? That, that was way more tiring than just going, you know, this guy probably has a point. <laughs> so I enjoy where I am now. And it, 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 it's just depressing to see our community uh, basically in, in a state of civil war at the moment. And I don't mean civil war as in like creator versus creator. I'm talking about the viewer. Yeah. Because when this stuff happens, armies form on their own. And then they start fighting each over each other over Steve's motives or Linus's motives or this person said that or and it's just that's not I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. I firmly believe 
all of us tech creators do what we do because we love what we do. We all try to provide something unique from each other. And I don't personally find any of us in competition. Yeah. So. I And I hate, like, I hate when people, like, act like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, oh, yeah, I love your videos. Like, I never watch Linus because Linus's videos suck. It's like, dude. Is like, that more like blind loyalty at that point? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's fanboyism. But yeah. it's like, it's super annoying when, you know, it's a, like they're putting somebody else down that you know in that space. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and you know them as a colleague. I'm or seeing some a lot of them of, as friends, you know? I'm seeing a lot of comments in the chat that were like, they're not as a, they're not nearly as upset about the errors in the videos but the way that the response was. Yeah. You know. I agree. Especially with that forum post because it was just Could you like, imagine if Cable Mod with the whole melting Oh yeah. Imagine if they were just like, "Well, forum. you didn't push it in all the way. That's your problem." No, Cable Mod would above and beyond by taking responsibility for the card that they didn't need to. But there's there's an example of a above and beyond type of response, right? And and caring more about the community. Um yeah, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that, you know, I've known Linus as a person for a long time, um, but I do not know him on a personal level. And this is this is not this is not keeping safe arm distance from a problem right now. <laughs> this yeah. is the reality. Yeah, I know Linus through conversation that we've had while having lunch during Scrapyard Wars or being to LTX a few times now and getting a chance to have dinner with him while 30 other people are there, et cetera. He, I do not know him on a personal level. I, I, I don't have a solid read on the guy. I don't think many people really do. Yeah. But I believe that what, he, what they said in their video and what I know of the team at chatting with them outside of work environment, I believe that they're, I believe they're genuine in the fixing of the procedural problems. And, and probably a good idea for maybe Linus's posts on the forums to maybe be pre-read by someone other than himself. But could you imagine being in a position where you own the company and everything you write has to be vetted? Tilt, tilt, yeah. But you know what? What does every large company have to do before anything public gets written by anybody? It goes through a lawyer. And you know what? You become large enough to a point to where that you either need to just step away from it or allow somebody else to proofread your stuff. And it kind of comes... That comes down to Taryn at this point. Yeah. Taryn Tong. He's the one that's now going to have to keep Linus on a, hey, um, maybe less is more right now in terms of what you're publicly saying. Because we all know, like Luke said, he has not... And I feel bad that Luke has taken on the responsibility of being Linus's handler. But Luke said himself that he's not done a good enough job keeping Linus from driving himself straight off a cliff direct quote from the video but yeah it does direct quote yeah it's like and it comes kind of full circle to that responsibility thing you know at like the size begets the responsibility like it, yes, stereotypical movie quotes right but like great yeah. power great responsibility great viewership great responsibility because that viewership equals a lot of it, it does equal power it equals influence you know as, i think that's one of the, we hate that word i think that's one of the things that's matured um this is where Nick needs to jump in the conversation. You've known me long before YouTube. Mm -hmm. And you've seen in the early years where I would get really tilted and really salty with negative comments. Right? You, yeah. You've, you've seen it affect my mood like through the day kind of a thing. It, to a point where I also embraced it and just went along with it. Right. And then we were just pissed off all the time. Yeah. 
But I think as the I channel, I did not know these guys during that phase. <laughs> no, no, this yeah, this was yeah. pre, this was yeah, pre Phil. It's why you got rid of your Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah. why I dropped Twitter because I just realized it made me angry all the time. Every time right. you open the app, you're just like, it was, yeah. yeah, it was honestly the equivalent of trying to play Modern Warfare. Like I can't go to bed happy <laughs> yeah. playing it, you know. Yeah. So as or soon Rocket as I League. stopped playing the game, I was yeah. happier, and I could go to bed happy because if I go to bed angry, it's just going to carry over to the next day. Yeah. But, that takes a lot of strength too to, to, to like but I think, acknowledge that. <laughs> but I think what's changed for me personally is one of the ways that I became much more receptive to criticism is that um, I started recognizing and really respecting the level of, and I hate the term, influence that I have. You know, it, it's important to try and get it right. And it's important to listen to what your viewers are saying. Now, it doesn't mean that listening to your viewers makes them right. There is plenty of cr constructional criticism tweets and comments and emails that we get that are very well thought out and present a very well, a very good case. But the problem was those were easily ignored because I lumped them in with the, Jay, you're fat and you suck type of comments. Yeah. But I got really good at parsing those out and then reading the room, you know, and, and I'm happier now for that. And I and I think maybe, I think maybe some of that was lost. Um, I literally tensed up to the point right now where I just pulled my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think so. you have another drink. Too. Uh, I think some of that has been lost um, with with LMG, you know. And and I think they're trying to fix that now. Like they kind of forgot a little bit about like the responsibility that comes yeah. with that big of a. But I I'll tell you what I don't appreciate though. I don't appreciate that. I immediately was put in a, a situation here where <laughs> it's like, um, imagine you watch two people fighting outside and a crowd forms and everyone turns and looks at you and says, so what do you think about this fight? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Answer us. The people want to know. Yeah. I don't really want to talk at it. So, so you're okay with this fight then? <laughs> it's like, I'm just minding my own business. And suddenly sides are forming about the fact that I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And it's, how is that? I don't understand how, uh, no. Silence is not complacency. It's not. There, it's this, the, the Madison thing, like I said, what am I supposed to say about that? I don't know. I was not there. This is two years ago. There, are, there, are, there is a process that has to be gone through for this. And, and I'm sorry, but I do not believe in guilty until proven innocent. I believe the process must be gone through. Yeah. Now, I know there's a lot of people that might say that's easy for a man to say. Um, I'm not going to get into too much details, but I'm going to tell you right now, my wife was a coordinator for a cor coroner, no, a coordinator for our county's sexual assault survivor services, where she went out as an advocate and went to hospitals and courtrooms and was holding the hand of sexual assault survivors to give them the courage and the strength to come forward. No one understands as close to being in that situation as I do and seeing what my wife went through for 10 years, being in that position, the amount of weight that it carried, the amount of issue and courage it takes for anyone to come forward. But at the same time, giving someone courage also means the courage to hopefully let the process unfold properly. Now, we would be talking now social problems if we go into the where the process breaks down. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the conversation we're going to get into right now. And I, under, and I understand why someone in that situation may not have come forward with that information two years ago. I understand this. 
I can't go into details, but I can tell you right now, it's ugly. It's potentially criminal. And this is no longer a, their videos aren't accurate. It's, this is now, this is now criminal investigation and you have to let it unfold. I can't comment on that. Yeah. So anyway, I hope the first 20 minutes of this, 27 minutes of this stream has given some insight to where I am on this and the reason why that's all I'm going to say on it. If, if you want to know my position, just rewatch the 27, first 27 minutes. With that said, oh, wait, I think people were going to agree. Enough is enough. I'm not talking about it no more. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no. Everyone agrees. <laughs> that's very loud. There we go. Sorry about that. We actually had topics. Yeah, we did have topics. Um, I like how your first one's about drama. That's not right. Almost kind of. Oh, yeah, it is kind of. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of. So, so when Jay told me that he watched The Matrix 4 and actually kind of liked it, I, it piqued my interest a while back. Because Matrix 4 is def- different than the one that just came out? That no, is the one that just the, came yeah, out. Yeah, the one that... Oh, are we past the statute now where we can talk about it? I mean, I'm making I'm it I'm pretty the sure we are. Yeah. Okay. Because I just... It's been I, more than... I, wait, like, what, two years? Yeah, I finally watched it <laughs> because... It took me being on an airplane where it was on the plane yeah. to watch it. Yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, same, when you same. told me... Because I, I, was, I was planning on never watching it, and then you told me that you actually kind of enjoyed it, and I was well, like, oh, let me check it, it out. It was interesting how, how they continued the story. Yeah, it was. It, and, and... But, like, so the video on YouTube that I had watched that made me watch The Matrix 4 was kind of paralleling it with Freddy Got Fingered, which is a hilarious No, I've what? seen Freddy Got Fingered once, and I don't remember it, and yeah. that's why I just keep saying, Daddy, would you like some <laughs> sausage? Because it's the only thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and him, like, putting the mouse in his, like, eating the mouse, or trying to eat the mouse because he was supposed to feed his snake, <laughs> yeah. or his friend's snake. But the reason that movie was so insane and ridiculous and crazy was because, like, they didn't want to make that movie. And so Freddy that got was, fingered? Yeah. And so that was their Who's take. Who's they? Uh, the, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tom, Tom Green? Green. Yeah. Oh. He, oh. Him and like the production crew. That seemed like right up Tom Green's alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the irony, right? And so, um, they, they yeah, they, they. Oh, sorry, sorry. Someone corrected me. The mouse issue was road trip, not Freddy oh. got fingered. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Tom Green is Tom Green in every movie. So it's just <laughs> hard yeah. to separate it. So they didn't. They didn't want to make the movie, and then so because they were being forced to, they were just like, "Okay, fine, let's just make a really stupid, ridiculous, like most like outlandish movie, so that way, like no one will watch it, no one will enjoy it, and then <laughs> like the studio will lose money because they'll have to produce this for us, right? And they're funding it, and so and it did well. The, no, the, oh, okay, it actually did lose the studio money, and then so that's why they were paralleling it with. Um, uh, Matrix Resurrections because it was the exact same story. Did fact, Resurrections lose money? I don't know if it broke even. See, I think we talked about this in a previous RTFM show and I think it was before our hiatus yeah. where I was like, uh, I'm, I, I was like, I'm reserving Ooh, judgment. It, lo- it lost 30 million. Mm, um, 190 okay. million budget, 160 box office. How, I wonder so- how much they paid Keanu Reeves. I know, right? Mm. But, um, but, and so, yeah, and it was uh, one of the Wachowskis. I forgot which one of them, but um, when they were first approached to do the project, she was just like, no, I'm done. Like, I, like, we wrapped the story up, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? And then so, uh, Trinity's dead. Yeah. How? All, yeah, they're all Leo. Leo. Neo died. Neo, <laughs> Neo died. How? Yeah. It, you know, but they do explain it in a, in a matrix appropriate way. Yeah. And like, and, what I loved about that movie was the whole 
in movie plot about they wanted to do the exact same thing, but with the Matrix video game, because now the the Matrix in Matrix Resurrections is a video game that was written by Thomas Anderson. And then, like, it was, like, a super popular trilogy. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. And yeah. then the whole, like, they, they brought him back, and they're forcing him to make a fourth sequel, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the, <laughs> I love the bit with all the game devs, and they're just like, what did everyone love from Matrix 1? Wow, bullet time, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The only time they use bullet time in the movie is from, they flip it completely inverse. Now you're seeing it from the computer program's point of view yeah. and how slow Neo's moving and how he can't like you know get to the bullet and that sort of stuff. And I love that they were just like, okay, fine, we'll make a Matrix sequel. And they literally did, they inverted everything about it. You know what I mean? Like the whole, it's not even really about like humanity or what is real in the beginning. No. It's just like, LOL, they're making, they're making Neo write another sequel to the matrix right <laughs> which is but but, but if, for those that haven't seen the movie and remember again if you haven't seen the matrix reloaded or what is it called no Re resurrections resurrections because this matrix reloaded matrix 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 reloaded matrix revel uh revolutions, revol revolutions yeah. and then matrix resurrection resurrection i know they're all ours yeah they're all <laughs> anyway um <laughs> shut up phil <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> what is the firmness level of set? No, nope. we've already talked about we already talked about all the that stuff. Um, <laughs> that wasn't even an actual mistake by him either. It was just oh, it was oh, a mistake. that was a mistake. It was yeah. a mistake, but it wasn't like he didn't he didn't. Yeah, you know the casual use. You know, yeah. I, I, I've thrown my own fair share of firm R's. Uh, this is a clip of LTT. You guys are gonna go watch it. In my yeah, anyway. I think it's called uh, um, Linus almost destroys the company, which is a very ironic name now. But um, the company is not destroyed; it can recover. Yeah. But anyway, moving forward, <laughs> um, if you guys aren't aware, past the statute of limitations now. If you haven't seen the movie, my bad. But anyway, Neo in the in the movie is a game developer. And basically, known for a trilogy of games called The Matrix, right? That everyone. So, loved but it was how time. so. Neo and Trinity were reinserted into the matrix because what they found is that without them there balancing that equation that the architect initially talked about caused people to reject the program. Yeah. So they gave people the choice as the architect had to agree to because, um, you know, he saved the machines and then they had to save Zion. And that was the agree. Give them the choice. That was the, that was the agreement. Yeah. And the machines people were rejecting it. it. And when they reject the program, they were dying. Yeah. And so they were just like, okay, the only way they found balance was to have, they basically brought Neo back to life, like life-saving measures, et cetera, reinserted him back into the matrix and did the same thing apparently with Trinity, which. And there's an interesting social commentary with that bit too, because Neil Patrick Harris's character says specifically that what we found out was that you guys generate more energy when you're pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and, or just, you know, worked up in any sort of way. And so that was the whole plan was keep Neo and Trinity close. They had to get close to their close energy. Enough, yeah. Their energy was close enough, but they could not come in contact. Yeah. They because, could not. Because then they would figure out like. Yeah. Because hey, as they became yeah. in contact, they started having these flashback memories of. Of their old. Of their one, two, three. Life, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was it was, a, it was good. good of a plot. Yeah, I actually didn't. Mind I just it loved. It. I was like, oh, of course he's a game developer. Yeah, and he's <laughs> creating a game. But, but like, then when you look at that part again through the lens of like, oh, this is just uh, what's her face, super pissed. But I love that <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris's or NPH's character was close to Neo because he was his psychologist. Yeah. It was a way to keep close tabs on yeah. controlling him. Because they called him, his actual program type was handler, right? Like he was Neo's handler. handler. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. he was basically like above the architect at this point. Yeah. 
Well, he, he's he developed well, he's this the new architect. World. Yeah, he's the architect of, of the new world. Yeah, this is like version eight or whatever now. Yeah. So yeah, but um, yeah, no, I I, I dug the movie and I thought it was like that that YouTube video that I watched um cracked me up that you could even parallel that movie with Freddy Got Fingered, but very similar stories of just like creators kind of rebelling at being forced to make something that they don't really want to make. Yeah. Away, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So because he did not want to be a part of that project, yeah. he did not want it. He was like, I'm done. He didn't want to keep writing it. Yeah, I just love that. But, like, but they also have everyone in the world playing his game. Yeah. Right? Because everywhere he went, oh, my God, you're the blah, blah, blah. And he was like, like he was like a celebrity everywhere I love, he went. I love the little twist, too, of the the modified uh, digital self-image. Because he looks like Keanu Reeves to us. Yeah, but, but he, he looks like no someone else. entirely Yeah, he different. looks like the funny, the ironic thing is the dude that, that plays the, the real image of Keanu Reeves' character in the mirror is actually Carrie Ann Moss's husband. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the, the, like the fat old balding dude yeah. that they call that in the movie. <laughs> so it's like, that's the irony because and then um, the Chad that's that's married to Trinity or Tiffany, right? Yeah. In, in that is uh, Chad Stahelski, the director of John Wick series. Oh, wow. Yeah. I and also his name is literally Chad, which is hilarious. See, that's why they lost money. This cast was way too expensive. <laughs> I just love that he, like, a Chad got to play a Chad for us. For like, you know, one of the things. Did you, did you see the movie? Yeah, I, I actually watched it on my flight to Alaska. It's so. funny that we watched on planes. Yeah. But like. Airplanes. The place where you could watch a movie you didn't want to pay 10 bucks for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but legit, my brain shut off. I'm like, okay, it's Matrix. It was like half the, half the storyline I didn't get because I was like winding in and out of sleep. But I woke That's up. That's the here. worst part about plane movies. Yeah, but I woke up for the action sequence. Like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> then I just kept watching it. Yeah, I thought it was well, but one of the things that ended up, I ended up watching, I always bring entertainment on a plane. Like my iPad is always full of movies and shows and stuff. Like, like when we went to Indianapolis, right? I watched like 15 episodes of The Expanse. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like you left on season three. Two. Uh, no, I two, left two. And then you, uh, you came back at the on end season of season four. three. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I came back you episode two season in season four. season in like two days, basically. Yeah. But anyway, um. I went, you know what? In Matrix 5, the machines kill Neo's dog. <laughs> oh, no. That's how they tie the It's not it. just a program. <laughs> it's not just a canine. Anyway, um, so you know, I looked at it this way. Companion app. If, if, they got, if they got Keanu Reeves back, he had to have seen something in the script. And maybe he just saw a really fat check. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day. Be. Oh, man. I, I mean, it was a good movie, though. Yeah, um, I actually didn't. I, I, I didn't hate it. Anywhere near as much. I've as only I seen it, it once. Yeah. Whereas I've seen The Matrix one like fifty times. Yeah. I, w- I actually wouldn't mind watching uh, Resurrections again. Honestly, <laughs> Resurrections think, was my favorite one though because it had so much action. Wait, Resurrection or Re- Revelations? Resurrections is four. What is? Oh, numbers? sorry, sorry. What is these? Revelations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So th- Revelations was three. all three. about yeah, yeah was all about defeating the Smith program. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was it was self replicating at that point like the entire world, and that was the and that was the reason why. They made the agreement to, hey, spare Zion and I'll destroy Smith. Because Smith was taking over the entire yeah. machine world. Yeah. Like the, the whole matrix. Not was, machine world, but he was like taking over the virus. matrix. And by taking over the matrix, he was going to basically destroy their power source. You know, because uh, humans were batteries, right? They were Duracells. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Copy yep. That was the slang <laughs> term, yeah. Copy. We've talked about this a million times. Regardless of whatever a person's status is on religion, we are in a simulation. Even if you're religious, it's most likely. Even if you're religious, this is still a simulation. And that simulation is telling me to pee. So be. <laughs> that is so unprofessional. <laughs> I want Steve to make a video about this. 
Well, hey, be careful what you wish for, dude. <laughs> oh, that's enough. People have been like, there's a no, no, there's a lot of people that have been like, Steve should totally expose Jay. You know what I told Steve? Go for it, because I could use the advice. I literally told him that. But uh, anyway, Steve and I have been a little bit in contact since all this went down. Just want to point that out. But um, I don't know. I'm going to move on to my topic uh, while he's gone, and then we'll, we'll jump to yours. But um, so I had a meeting today uh if if you guys are interested in hearing about some of this in the future i have been discussing what is happening at asus with asus and we actually had a meeting with asus today um so full transparency we are continuing to be in communication with them and we are definitely in a holding pattern to see if changes and stuff they've talked about and policies and stuff unfold but one of the things that uh, we just kind of got talking about as enthusiasts is amount of the amount of effort they put into aesthetics. So aesthetics always bring up an interesting, an interesting conversation when it comes to PC parts because you know, and I said this, I said pretty parts cost more, right? Yeah. How important are aesthetics to you when it comes to like say a PC build or even like a you're building your drone, right? You've built custom drones. How much are the aesthetics of how it looks and stuff important to you? I I put it. At a very high, uh, very high on the top three, I'd say two. Aesthetics is second place. Coming what are out. the three? It'd have to be like... It so there's going to be value, right? Yeah, well, bang for buck. Fair yeah, value. value. Um, there's aesthetics, obviously. Aesthetics. And third would probably be like, does it even... Dur- like durability, like quality. So it's kind of like the three things that we that we weigh when we look at a product is, does it do what it's advertised to do? Mm-hmm. How well does it do it? And what's the value? Or now, value—the word value itself—is completely subjective. Yeah. But from our subject, I said more. Okay. From our subjective point of view, does it hold value? So the question I posed to to Nick was, um, in my in my discussion with ASUS today, we had just sort of at the end of the conversation, sort of enthusiasts discussed how important are aesthetics. Right. Right. <laughs> so how much? What role does aesthetics play in your buying decisions on whatever it is we may be talking about? It's such an interesting topic because I... I, I like I, how we have all... Three. Wait, he's talking. <laughs> he's oh, actually yeah. talking. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the talking stick. It's, it's actually has the a really interesting The topic. talking tape. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll take that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I made a recent purchase that was basically aesthetics first and then function came after. What was it? Wheels. <laughs> For your car? Yeah. You bought wheels? Yeah. It's He's not, growing it, up. It's not, it's not, for, the, it's not yeah. for the fit. It's for the Z. I, I got, How long till you curb him? Let's not do that. <laughs> I only had to bring it up because he curbed his SSR. He, he remote starts that. it again and then it hits the oh, no, no, it's, remote it's, starts it's, it into a curb. Yeah. It's going on the Z. It's not going to fit. I, 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 no, I got, that's not saying the fit will hit the Z's wheels. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Please don't put that on me. Yeah, you get, are, you, are you willing to say what you got or is it a surprise? Yeah, I got, I got Advan RG3s. What? Yeah. I pay you way too much. No. Actually, the road is. What Z does Nick have? Nick has a 350Z 350, HR. Yeah. 2008, right? Seven. Seven. Yeah, he's an HR. Yeah, so when yeah. he played Need for Speed Underground One, Melissa was like super. Oh wait, no, she has Skyline. She's yeah. an underground, t- uh, underground too. You get the Z. Oh yeah, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I believe it was Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Melissa was the Skyline, right? I forgot. No, I Eddie. Was. Eddie was the Skyline. Skyline. Melissa had the that weird Honda Civic. God, that was like a whole person's life ago. <laughs> someone, years. someone asked if it's the Newsy. I could see you buying a Newsy. No, really, really. I, I don't like. I mean, I like the aesthetics of the new Nismo, like the bumpers, like 
the vents are functional. There's actually pass-throughs and whatnot. But huh. I don't think it's for me. Just on... Well, yeah, like, Malco got one. I mean, you get a chance to at least look at it. I got to close. look at that one. That yeah. one's... I mean, they're awesome in person. I don't think I would own it just out of... Because I already have a Z. It's like, I don't want another one. Yeah. In that sense. And if I were to get anything new, I, I'm i still very much on the fence. Overland? Over type R or an Overland. See, I could see you in both. Right? I really can. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you in both. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I can see it in Type R more than the Overland. So for those of you yeah, wondering, like Phil, <laughs> not Phil, Nick has a Honda Fit right now that's like modified and on suspension. And what are your wheels? You have Rays. It, it, it's stock, uh, Graham Lights. Yeah, it's stock, dude. It's, it's stock. stock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is, car, it is stock. stock car. Hey, but, uh, did that ticket come in the mail yet? I already paid it. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, you, you guys don't have to worry about what that was all about. But anyway. Uh, so, um, so, but I mean, it's on suspension and has uh, some I, some carbon arrow that's peeling. I think it, stuff, was, but, it was tastefully modded. But but we, you toyed with the idea of buying a Type R earlier this year. Because I was fed up with both of my cars at the same time. Yeah, and right now they're treating you okay. Yeah. But my point is, like, you toyed around with the idea. But what I was going to say is I think the number one thing that you're enjoying right now is like 38 miles to the gallon. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> because yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, no matter what you buy, you're not getting 38 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like that 38 miles. But I love the, the fact that I can race your fit on my Trek bike and probably win. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but like. Dude, we got to do that. My hybrid Civic versus his fit versus your bike. Hold on. I mean, we know I'm going to lose, but by how much? Yeah. <laughs> I still have the talking tape. If you there. make the race. Oh yeah, he has the talking tape. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Thanks. I muted us. Well. Like, I like the ability. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, no, I don't want to throw it out. I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> oh, thank you. But <laughs> um, yeah, like the 38 is nice, but it's also still fun to drive with the added bonus of like giving me the ability to think about on the fly. Like, do I want to go out this far, like over the four weekend, you know, like. Do I want to go last minute concert trip or something like that, which I did this week too. Yeah, but <laughs> these are not things people normally have to think about with a daily though. Do I want to go to concert? Yeah. Like this is, I'm really, this is a unique conversation now. This is com completely pivoting from your, from my, my question I posed to you, but explain, explain yourself. How far is a concert? Can I make it back at a reasonable hour? after the concert to make it to work on time the next day. What does that have to do with what car you're driving? Oh, no. Well, the MPGs, like the fact, well. If you have to spend five like minutes my, refueling, no, it's not like, like you have an EV that you just well, sit at the no, station. It's, it's just like a range thing. It's it's a personal day, like, okay, well, how long is this going to take kind of deal? I literally have a truck that gets like seven miles to the gallon. I've never once had to plan my route based on that mileage. Well, you do that. I do this. So. Did you guys know he keeps like a spreadsheet of his gas mileage? <laughs> Only I on used the, to do it. Only on the fit. Still, the ironies, I used to do it I've on the call. I'm like, I, what the heck? I'll see him get gas, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, what are wait, you doing? Wait, he's do like, you, I'm recording my mileage. Do you like, use fuel or are you actually just doing it by hand? No, I'm just, I'm doing it by hand. I'm telling you right now. Fueli.com. F-U-E-L-L-Y. Um, I, I, I should do it. Does it tell you, does it, does it calculate cost if you put in how much it, it calculates costs? everything. So you, all you do is oh. type in, like, I want to do that for like all 12 of my cars. Yeah. That way, I don't have 12 cars, guys, but just because I, I, he has 11. Twelfth <laughs> is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's on. It's on a boat coming from Germany. <laughs> I know because no, no. because I'm such an Audi like shill now. It would be funny. Though, I have three Audi track because it does graphs and everything too. It's basically MSI Afterburner for your. That would actually be kind of fun. That would be cool. Yeah. No, no. But I that's need, what I was doing with I, the golf. I understand why you do it now because you can. 
you can actually like, that was a loud slap. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually calculate how much it costs to operate your car that week, right? So I know for a fact, like you were, you were comparing driving style, if you will. So I kind of want to see now like the RS6, right? Just oh, like how much, how put, much putting around, yeah. not putting it in sport mode, yeah. not launching the thing everywhere I go, <laughs> not say, look how cool this pool is at 80. Like one week of driving like an Audi owner and then a week of driving like Nick and see like, <laughs> yeah. what is the cost difference? I really feel like I should do this. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Like people just, you just type in how much you spent, how many gallons it says on the thing and then it does everything else. Huh. And then it logs it for you. Fuelly.com. Yeah. And then, and then basically, and you type in the, you reset the trip odometer every time you fill up and then you just type in that number and then it does the MPG calculation. Well, my Audi already asked me every time I get in the car when it fills, do you want to reset? I say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Your Audi also tells you the MPG too, but. Ironically, but the RS6, logged, nice. ironically, the RS6, which is a big old wagon, only has a 16 gallon tank. It's a tiny tank. What? My yeah. R8 has a bigger tank. <laughs> so it's like, okay. The I don't Pacific know. has a 10.5 gallon tank. Meanwhile, my Ram tiny. has a 23 gallon tank. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there for like an hour. Glug, 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 glug. Yeah, I, I had to I, fill it yesterday. I, I filled oh. up with you once and I was just I was sitting in the passenger seat. I'm like, What's bro, so seriously? Much? I look over, I see triple like, digits on the price thing. And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, you've noticed here in California, we're creeping up to like $6 a gallon for 91 again. Yeah, that, and that's a statement because I noticed and I get like 40 MPG on a bad day. Yeah, you have a Civic hybrid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I'm noticing it. I like how big Phil's biggest complaint about someone cutting him off is, ugh, I just slow down and I yeah, watch my yeah. gas mileage yeah, it's dip. True. My gas mileage dip to 38. It's, it's wasted Delta V, dude. You're burning my freaking gas for no you reason. Lose, it's momentum you have to make back up. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the ZL1, with its with its like mods and E85, if I if I go to the trip meter and then suddenly I see 10 or above, I'm like, woohoo! Because <laughs> it's like eight to nine normally. See, that's the thing though, is that like, because I, I kind of drive depending on what car it is, right? Like when I, I borrowed my friend's Beamer for like a Wustafest once and I drove like a complete asshole because it was <laughs> a it wasn't your car. Yeah, exactly. Was, no, it's a Beamer. No, it wasn't because it, it was- It comes, car, with, yeah. the, it comes yeah. with the with the emblem. Hey, what like if it? I was driving your ZL1 and somebody cut me off, then I would just go around them. What I love, it. It, no, look, look, I'm going to tell you what a douchebag I am right now. And people can clip this. This is perfectly fine because I'm owning it right <laughs> yeah. now. There have been there have been times I'm making a lane change on the highway and I'll go to make the lane change, but the Audi has the like it wants to keep you in your lane, so it will literally fight you. I'm just like eh. instead of clicking the blinker, I'll just like force it over. <laughs> I'm like, no, I am choosing to be a Euro douchebag right now, and I'm making this lane change. Whether you want so from the driver's perspective behind me, it's like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> you're, just like, you don't, you're not sure of yes. your lane change. Because so. it gets a little bit in your face, like the Audi. So the AMG before Jay sells all his Audis and gets beamers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. you can feel the the ability of using. I the will own a beamer. A, a beamer. <laughs> wow. I will own a Beamer <laughs> as about as the likelihood of owning a Beamer for me is the same as owning a Mopar. Okay. Wow. And that's zero. Wow. That is zero. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So. Cause no one wants to own a boat for the land when you could just get an actual boat. Like my, uh, okay, my, like my follower that has like a thousand or 1500 horsepower Hellcat or whatever. He yeah. has that in like a, like a C3 vet. That's also like 1200 horsepower. He was like, yeah, he's in Texas, like or no, uh, Oklahoma. Well, those, he's literally part of the Oklahoma underground racing stuff. Oh, nice! Right. So he was just like, any one of my cars, which one? I was like, well, I'll take the C three because I don't have a river for you to race the boat on. 
That's funny. Ironically, Jeez. the Hellcat was probably slower than the C3. I mean, but... I've mentioned this on, on our DFM before, but yeah, my guilty pleasure, like, dream car is a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> like, the new one. Really? Yeah, for some reason. Right. I really, you would like, look as ridiculous driving know, that as you do my the, truck. That's the worst part about it. Like, imagine if I was getting out of your truck. Like, How much GTA have you been playing? Like, <laughs> No, honestly, that was, that was part of it, too. I like that... Um, <laughs> Franklin's. That Franklin's car is like a four-door Challenger, Char- basically. <laughs> it's like a Charger, but it's longer and it looks more Challenger. Yeah, anyway, I really like the lines on that car. And, um, John I Sabal's, like the lines. I do like the lines of the wide body. It was John Sabal's wide body on air with the uh, SSRs that was... You what? lost me at the yeah. <laughs> John, John Sabal's. <laughs> Let me see. No, actually, you kind of lost me on air at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, that would be such a filled Challenger build. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being canceled now. <laughs> because of the Mopar At least I didn't say I use hard R. <laughs> yeah. God, I need somebody to put that in there for reference. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I like the lines. That's not a white body, though. Oh, never mind. I thought it was. <laughs> no, that's not a white body. Right. It's very clean, though. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, what I would do. No, to be I fair, I, no, I just no, would look my issue, getting out of it because it's such a big car. My issue with tiny. Mopar... My, my issue, and this is going to sound terrible, I'm sorry, but my issue with Mopar is... It doesn't the, have real tornadoes in the inch. <laughs> my issue with Mopar... No, I don't drive a Ford. No, I'm kidding. And by, by Mopar, I'm referring to modern Mopar. 392s, <laughs> Shakers, Scat Packs, Hellcats. Mopar, baby. Woo. Even TRXs. Let's, throw, let's lump them in there, too. They're the same buyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the car. It's the owner. Okay. The same can We've be said all about been to owners. enough cars and coffees, <laughs> car shows, car meets, etc. And we know exactly what to expect when a group of them roll in. Yeah. And you know what? I don't understand what it is about that car and the cars, right? The Challenger, the Charger, the TRX, the whatever. I don't understand what it is about. I, I think, honestly, it's just Dodge's really good marketing at being a rebel. You know what I mean? The only thing they're missing is a Confederate flag on their advertising. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I just, we all know the Mopar, the general Mopar crowd. It's like, look, when I say Corvette, did you just think of a gray-haired guy with a button-up shirt and a folding chair with a plaque showing all the stock parts on his car sitting at a car show? Yeah, when I said Corvette, did that, image, did that image pop in your head? I, I got the jorts and the, the white New Balances. New Balances. Yeah. 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 And the knee-high and, socks. And the trying to shove the golf bag into the <laughs> yeah. into the trunk or the front, depending on which car. But you know, you know, that's one of the reasons why I ended up getting the R8 and not the Z06 when I really wanted the C, C8 Z06 because I went, I will not be able to escape the meme. Nope. I'm a gray-haired, middle-aged <laughs> white guy who already wears khaki shorts. Yeah, you might as well just get a new balance. <laughs> might, as well, yeah. might as well just convert to jorts while you're there. No, wait. <laughs> like, gets a, he gets a vet, and the, it literally comes with new balances. Like, they're freshly wrapped <laughs> yeah. in his size yeah. already. I would <laughs> like to order a Z06. <laughs> Certainly, sir. What size shoe do you wear? <laughs> what? <laughs> Introducing the new, the new collaboration between New Cor- Balance and, yeah, and Chevy. Chevy yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Uh, maybe maybe when I have a midlife crisis and I start getting more gray hair, I'll get a challenger but, just because it'll be at least appropriate for the time period of my life. But circling back to the main question, what like how important are aesthetics? Uh, like, So I think else? it depends on what you're buying, right? So computer yeah. parts, obviously it matters to me. functionality is just as important as aesthetics. And I know if I want to get something that functions really good and has good aesthetics, I'm going to pay more for it. Yeah. And I know that. And I know there's a lot of people in the industry, like like consumers 
that will push back on that. And they'll be like, function over form. Yeah, well, a those, lot of the yeah, a lot of the the build do it yourself PC crowd is like, and those like products exist. And that's it. Yeah, those products exist. Mm-hmm. But I think what what sometimes I see is people want like an ASUS Rampage looking board at the cost of a two hundred dollar budget board. Yeah. We'd all love that. We don't. We all like you know five thousand dollar Lamborghinis. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Yeah. But I think ultimately, like when it comes to cars, I'm probably an aesthetics first guy, to be honest. Yeah. Otherwise, like, because the R8 slower than your Z1. Well, I don't. Maybe, we don't know yet. Maybe know not. Yet. Yeah. Not not in a little bit. But yeah. It's no, no, no. I, but when you bought it, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. When the car was I mean? stock. Like, yeah. If you were strictly a performance guy, it, you would just be like your engine builder. And like, but but I guess <laughs> that's the reason why like the cars that I own are so eclectic. Then it's like. I own three Audis because I got the R8, but when I got rid of the company car, which was the GLE, uh, I needed something that still had space so we could go to Micro Center and load it up with parts and stuff and yeah. still, you know, put boxes in to bring to storage or 49 from home, inch whatever. monitors. <laughs> or yeah, 40, I thought you were going to say 4090s. So. Imagine trying to put Nick's monitor in the R8. <laughs> But that the RA isn't a. But the, the RA wasn't a. That was my. That was my midlife crisis splurge. I yeah. bought it cash. That way, if shit hit the fan, I could sell it cash and get the hell <laughs> out of it immediately. Right. But the the company car had util, utility needs, and I went okay. If, right. I, if I if I have a CPA that's telling me the car needs to be expensive and it needs to be over six thousand fa- pounds, I wish gross. I had this problem. Actually, no, I don't. No, no. If we're talking about tax reasons, <laughs> yeah, it needs to be expensive for tax reasons. If obviously the most expensive car you can afford, and it needs to be over six thousand gross vehicle pounds, so we can do a full a full depreciation on it in the first year. There's only a few vehicles that fit that need. They're going to be SUVs, trucks, EVs, and then something like the RS6, which is why I got that. Um, and then my wife fell in love with the. Wait, the RS6 is heavier than six thousand pounds. It's well over six thousand gross vehicle pounds. Dang. Gross vehicle. Oh, okay, as in like fully loaded. That means with fully loaded with passengers, passengers and, and yes, okay. yes. Okay. It Still goes though. by gross vehicle, not not curb weight. Yeah. So the other thing, my wife just fell in love with the infotainment and the interior of the car, which the SQ7 she has is nearly identical. So that as another personal car. But my point is like, I the RS6 had a utilitarian need, but it, I found a car that fit the needs of tax purposes, but also fit the aesthetics of something that I like to look at, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, this is such first world discussion. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, at least I'm aware of the it. Moment, the moment you talk about aesthetics as even being in the running for anything, then it's immediately a first world discussion because otherwise you're just going to go for the thing that works and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you're not looking at But higher. realistically though, like my Ram, my 19 Ram, it's it's been fully depreciated now for years. And part of me is like, do I want to go buy? I've wanted a diesel, but I know for a fact uh, I don't commute nearly enough in that vehicle to ever have it reach regen or it will be in regen all the time. So, so I would be very, I would be very hard on the emission system in the diesel. Yes. In California diesels, I think everywhere now, but California does have emissions requirements for diesels that have to be smogged, et cetera. The car would, the truck would just be not in a proper use state. Yeah. But part of me is looked at like, I'm maybe I'll just go buy a used truck. I don't need a new expensive truck. I just need, something that we can still carry the big stuff around in and provides that, that tax. That's kind of what the Ram became now, right? It's just the, well, the Ram was initially my daily. Yeah, it was initially, but as the company grew and the employee counts grew and stuff, it allowed me to have another company vehicle for tax reasons. And the RS six 
also fits the bill kind of better. I want to keep a, the RS6 though. That's the problem. I don't um, want it when it's when it's depreciated, which is now. <laughs> I do. Geez, geez, really? No, no, because <laughs> if it's over six thousand pounds, you can take the full depreciation in the first the first tax year. Oh. Otherwise, it's a depreciation schedule over five. So we take the full write off of the vehicle in the first year. Hmm. So technically. September is when I bought the vehicle. So it's about to be a year old, right? If I was to say, okay, because I'm a co-signer for the company, which is so ironic that yeah, a co-signer- Yeah, it's, it's with the companies or people like in the eyes Well, no, it's like literally I am co-signing for myself yeah. as an entity. But um, if I want to keep that vehicle and say, okay, I'm gonna take the company name off the registration and it's just mine now, the company must declare the KBB value of the vehicle as income as quote unquote sold to me. Mm. Right, because yeah. which is bullshit in my opinion, because no money exchanged hands. Although a value of a property exchanged full ownership, yeah, I feel like because I'm fifty percent on the hook for the vehicle as a person to the entity, I should only be responsible for fifty percent of the value of the car. But that's not how it works. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, stonks. Someone said stonks. <laughs> stonks. <laughs> stonks. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, speaking of like purchases and stuff, like. I mean, how long? Oh did yeah, you, we were talking long, about discussion. <laughs> how long did it take, or like, what is your typical research window before you actually go in person and get something that big, or like anything in that matter? I don't. <laughs> okay. Are you an impulse buyer only? Uh, no, no, I just. Um, oh, you don't research. I've been stuck in fixing my finances for so long that I don't really um, have to worry about that problem because I. I'm not in a position to need to do research to make a purchase that large because mm. I'm not capable of it right now. Well, <laughs> so, I, no, no, well, I think, well, I think there's a lot like, of, well, even scaling it down, like, I mean, not even wheels or like, I think, the I think there's ally. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people that, oh, not a lot of people, but I mean, okay, there's people that will research into the ground buying a $30 mouse. Right. You yeah. know, um, and you bought the ally. Uh, I would say I'm probably on the research heavy side <laughs> for sure. Just because like, I just go full freaking like ADHD hyper fixated on whatever the thing is before, before I buy it. But it's like, I don't know. I kind of do, I kind of do like a weird thing where I do a lot of research and then I buy it and then I continue to do research for like, okay, cool. What are the mods that I'm going to do to this thing? And then, and then it just kind of keeps going from there. But I'm a little different in that I'll do tons of research buy something and then do research on the competition and then have buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done that to myself too. And I'm like, why, why do I not just do that part first and then buy? I kind of just, well, yeah, it's about like a week window tops. Like I let it sit and then I come back to it. If I still want, it's like, okay, I'll dive a little bit more, see what it's like, and then maybe go buy. But yeah, I mean, you've, you guys have seen me like research stuff into the ground, right? But then at the same time, there's some things that every now and then I just straight up impulse buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter for me if it's uh, like the lights, the, the new light we just got. I've been looking at lights for weeks trying to decide. Yeah. And then when I finally pulled the trigger on it, I, I'm pretty good at when I pull the trigger. Okay, that's it. I've made my decision. And and yeah, it was more so a joke that I'll, I'll research things like, after the fact and go, oh, I should have. And that's happened before, but I'm still always happy with my purchase. Uh, but yeah, I tend to probably drive myself nuts. Like long before my YouTube channel, my, my wife would tell you stories of like, they would walk next door and find food and go eat. If I went to Fry's Electronics 
Because I spent so much time <laughs> staring at my phone, yep, yep, looking yep. things up, looking at the pro- having multiple things in my cart, putting that one back, getting that one, putting it back again, getting the first one. And you just- have a shot of me doing it at Micro Center during one of the yeah. <laughs> one of the shopping sprees that we did. That was yeah. also me at Micro Center. Yeah. <laughs> literally on the website with like five tabs open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we want to know what we're getting. Somebody mentioned researching $1,000 plus headphones is so difficult. It's all subjective. Blah, blah, blah. That kind of, it's an, in, that's an interesting kind of offshoot of your question in that what stuff is hard to research for? Because yeah, like audio is definitely it's very subjective. Those, yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah, Because you're going to see, you're going to see a chart on, on, you know, I forget what it's actually called, but you're going to see the art, the chart of the, the, recreated sound. What's it called? I I'm not an audio file. Oh, uh, frequency response. Yes. You're going to see the frequency response chart. Yeah. And you can only, you can compare those, but the frequency response chart is, it's only one data point on whether or not you're going to enjoy those headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I've for headphones or yeah, for headphones specifically, what I've liked to, or found myself, um, work. Jeez. For headphones, what I've found works really well for me, <laughs> English, is um, artings.com, R-T-I-N-G-E-S.com has, um, they do a lot of like really super Steve style, like data-driven uh, reviews of stuff, right? But their tool allows you to compare the frequency response graphs of any of the headphones they've ever reviewed because they all measure it on the same rig with calibrated microphones and all that sort of stuff. And so what I do is I don't, because you can't look at a frequency response graph and, and just know how the headphone's going to sound. Right. But what I do is, okay, cool. That just shows the capability of the driver. Yeah, it's an absolute measurement, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, your ear's own response curve affects how you perceive the sound, right? right. So what I do is- And I think I'm a little bit treble deaf, which is why my stuff's always- Oh, you're super treble deaf. It's very treble sharp. Yeah. Yeah, like whenever I get in your cars, I'm always just like, dang, yeah, James- Do you know I've turned the treble down in all my cars just because of your comment? (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Is it stated? They were all cranked to the right, yeah, but now so now they're just past half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you want to know what? I don't hear a difference. <laughs> oh yeah, God. okay, so confirmed. Yeah, yeah, and and the cool thing about that to me, like as a, like I don't want to say like, I don't make it too dramatic, but it's kind of like. I had this like epiphany of like, cause I used to be super audiophile snobby and everything. I'm only getting linear diaphragms and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, um, what I found is that, yeah, if you have a deficiency in your hearing like that, then it's awesome because now you can just ignore that part of the frequency response graph. Yeah. You don't have to care as long as it provides a decent enough treble. But so anyway, but that's because of the years I spent building very, very loud competition audio systems. It's affected my hearing. Same. I mean, not competition audio systems, but I blasted. Yeah, we. I used to in the very early two thousands, like right after high school and while I was in college, I used to build DB drag competition systems. Yeah, like we're talking like a brand new Escalade will show up, and then here we are doing acrylic windows, gutting the thing, fully fiberglassing it out, you know, dynamating the entire car, like seeing okay, can we hit a hundred and at the time like a hundred and forty decibels of uh, uh, SPL? You know, it's like like we're seeing acrylic windows literally wave mm-hmm. like the, the entire car is just a frequency wave, you know, building those kinds of systems has been the reason why one, I can't have base heavy systems anymore because I get an immediate headache. That's funny. And two, I have no doubt it's hurt my mid and high range hearing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that part is super obvious and easy to test too. And it was fun having like long haired chicks stand by the, by the, oh, yeah, up. it turns into a big, and then <laughs> yeah. seeing it literally, you could see a visualization of the frequency. Yeah. It's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. But um yeah, the, so my my trick for when I'm researching headphones is put on your current headphones, 
and then find them in that comparison tool, and then compare that to the headphones you're looking for. And listen to music while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Because you're reading anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need your eyes, or you don't need your ears. So you get to music, look at the sound. And then you can compare like, okay, <laughs> this this thing that I'm going to get is going to be a little bit more mid-heavy. Oh, it's going to have a little bit less bass, or a little bit more bass, or less mid-bass and a lot of extension down deep. You know what I mean? Like this, But it kind of just... Because there's so many ways to measure sound like in an absolute way, like a frequency response graph or an SPL gauge, right? But because hearing is a sense and it has to go through your unique shaped ear and your uniquely wired ear nerve into your unique brain, right? So everyone hears- No, my brain's more more standard. <laughs> it's smooth. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a smooth brain. It's like, it's like, no, I look like the, I look like the meme of Picard, but it's all dented. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like the the rough translated English sign. Please no dumb here. Oh yeah, please no dumb here. There, this is not a dumb area. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, headphone audio and stuff is difficult, and also monitors are are really hard. Like like display monitors are, oh, yeah. are, are hard to research for because because like yeah, I mean. Every time we do a review in which we're talking about a display, it's always just like we have to put the disclaimer of like we're filming a screen. It's not going to look anywhere close to exactly what it looks like I to know. an eyeball. But, but it's it's incredible how well that screen looks on our FX6, though. Like when we point it at a screen, it's actually yeah. really good. Actually, yeah. That's because the FX6 has such a good capability of actually it's not losing color in the luminance of the of the screen. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to go ahead and move on to the FTFA section of our show. This is from the freaking audience is where you guys can write us your emails that are, you think will be interesting. <sighs> I'm going to say this again for the thousandth time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bothering. Short, concise emails that are fun to talk about. If I open a book, I'm deleting it. Okay. So <laughs> use here's, here's, a, here's a short um, email example. King Badger 3D. Uh, constant high pitched background noise is tinnitus. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's up, dude. Sucks, dude. <laughs> so anyway, use these emails as an example. And if you want to write us, it's rtfm at jays2cents.com. So our first one comes to us from Jordan. And I think this is a leftover from last week where I was like, write your question now. We'll read it live. He said, dinosaurs attack. Do you work together to survive or just... <laughs> Or to, I like how I heard you swallow. Yeah, yeah, I was dying. <laughs> it was either that or it was going to come out everywhere. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, okay, he says dinosaurs attack. Grapefruits. Do you work together to survive or does someone crack first and ruthlessly sacrifice the others? If so, who cracks and who do they sacrifice and how? He says he predicts Nick will crack, but Jay will successfully turn it around and escape. Why am I like the first person? To I like how I'm not even mentioned because he knows yeah. I'm just going to immediately die because heart problem. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's going to tame a velociraptor. He's going to like, he's going to ride off yeah. into the sunset. He's going to be riding into well it. Try, right? Because it's not like I can run away because yeah. my cardio sucks. He's going to be so. wearing like a bush halter top. Yeah. <laughs> so belly's all showing. Do I, I do, I do agree with him that you would crack. Okay. That's fair. I do agree that you would crack. You I've know, never, he cracked to that, that interrogation. No, no, it, it's whatever. <laughs> at this point. No, there's, like, there, I have let's known, let's go and see where this goes. I have known Nick going on 14 years mm -hmm. now. What? what? Nick, Nick, is footsieing me. Oh, so sorry. I said, "Hey, baby." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Uh, I have like, known what? I have known Nick for almost fifteen years, and there is one situation in which I have not firsthand experienced Nick, and that is fight or flight. Oh, now I have no idea how he would respond in a fight Wait, or flight. You've situation. seen it when you farted, and then like I just oh, yeah, like, you flight <laughs> flight for the Wait, air J, pressure. A J fart has triggered your fight or flight response. <laughs> 
But I've also like, seen genuinely you, But I've also seen you walk into a closed door. So it's like honestly, that's like the walk. It's like you have to flip a coin to see how I'm going to react. <laughs> like, but but let's face it. My okay. In all seriousness, my farts, although comical, for you to run for the freaking air freshener. It's not a true fight or flight where you don't know how you're going to respond in an active oh, life yeah, or death situation. I already know how I'm going to respond. But to I have seen photos of how you responded to road rage, and that was a freeze situation. Oh, that. So, <laughs> so, I, so I same. Yeah. My point is, I don't know if you would just freeze at the thought of a dinosaur coming at you, or if I'm going to have to throw you at the dinosaur so I could live. I mean, if I freeze, that's as close as it's get to getting thrown, right? So. I just have to stand there for yeah, you. But, I might but, not die. Yeah. <laughs> I might actually survive. What if the dinosaur just wants his belly rubbed? <laughs> well, you have to try that one on your own. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you get it. I am that. definitely a fight and or flight. Like, I'm very good at... <laughs> Jay has a fight or fight syndrome. <laughs> no, no. I'm not going to try and box a T-Rex, okay? <laughs> I know how that's going to go. <laughs> but my point is, I'm very good at discerning this, there's a high probability of flight just being the right move, but there's also a high probability of you're going to have to fight, so be ready. Like, I'm pretty good at that, but I don't know how to fight a dinosaur. And if my survival means I have to feed you both to the dinosaur, I love you both, but you're getting eaten. I genuinely don't blame you, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like, dude. Look, it's a dinosaur. I, as, look, whenever I watch, whenever I watch TV shows or movies where there's always someone being a hero trying to save everyone from something, look, I'm there's there's. Like if you sacrifice me for like a bag of Doritos, then yes, I would be mad. But like a dinosaur attacking. Wait, 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 wait. Are they are they Cool Ranch Flaming Hots? <laughs> Imagine going. Actually, to third I would sacrifice myself for Cool Ranch Flaming Hots because those are so good and you can never find them. You just anymore. go to th third person view after you die and we just watch him like get Doritos. It's afterwards. like Fazbear. You get to mess around <laughs> yeah, with like objects near you. It just haunt him forever. Yeah, I'm just gonna haunt you forever, dude. Oh yeah, actually, like, yeah. Like, as soon as I die look, from the dinosaur, I'm, then I get the hot Nick and it'll be great. I'll be honest. <laughs> I ain't trying to be a hero in this situation. <laughs> yeah, for okay. Sure. No one would be. There are situations where I would. I would step in if I needed to. Like, there's been car accidents. Like, if they're attacking your family, then yes, you're going to be here. Look, I have a lot of us. first aid training. There, there is situations <laughs> where I have pulled over with a car accident that has just happened and helped bandage people up until the ambulance gets there. I've, I'm one of those people that will pull over and help when I can. But at the same time, it's a freaking dinosaur. I think this was a trick question, dude. I, we, I think we just weren't supposed to get ourselves in a situation where dinosaurs attack. How did we get these dinosaurs? Exactly. We did not stop to think whether or not we should. That's yeah, exactly should, how we got should here. We, should we go to Jurassic Park? You want to go check out some dinosaurs in da, 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 Yeah. It da, still da, cracks da, me up that, da, like, da, that like <laughs> a pigeon is like the dinosaur's ancestor. No. I thought it's it was like, a chicken. Wow, you guys used to be that cool, and then now you're that. <laughs> I also don't believe I would quote-unquote crack. Um, I feel like like anyone else, I would I would endure the situation and then crack after. That's yeah. called PTSD. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I think I think that would happen. All right, <laughs> this one comes. <laughs> IKEA says, or you just throw unlit smudge sticks at it. <laughs> <laughs> IKEA, do you want to play Phasma tonight? I'm gonna play the update. Anyway, Daniel says, have you ever found an unintentional hack that really improved something? Mine is that I stuck Metallica's White Album in my CD-ROM as a kid, and it worked so well when I played Quake. The music tracks are tailored for the levels. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> I thought they, I thought Quake had metal tracks built into it. I think it does. Yeah, I thought it was a Trent Reznor. That Maybe he's just, he just really jived with Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's going to be something stupid. That if I know I'm dealing with a system that's going to crash a lot because I'm trying to OC it, plug the reset button into the clear CMOS. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah, that's a good hack. I always forget about that, too. 
That was an um, unintentional hack? Well, I think like I think he's asking what kind of hacks he found by accident. I think he kind of mm. meant more unconventional as opposed to unintentional. Okay, Although, okay I yeah. I, I mean, mean that, yeah. that works too. Because it'd be really hard to find a hack on accident. <laughs> I haven't found I a hack think on of, accident. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of one. Huh. Besides, um, always have your ten mil and twelve mil ready for when you boost. I like how you have off. a you have a ten mil on your key ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I bought that out of PTSD. Dude, I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, Nick, is this a ten mil? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, There's no <laughs> way. That's and perfect. it's ratcheting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody clearly has to deal with their battery all the time too, or boost pipes. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> boost pipe. <laughs> Good old one point eight T. That's. Huh, I don't know. I, I can't I can't think of any unintentional hey. Yeah, I can think of random hacks like if if you ever want to try on a pair of pants but you can't like you don't want to go to the fitting room, you just take them like you know they're like on the hanger mm-hmm. and then they're like it's like folded or whatever. Take that and then put it around your neck and if it ba- basically touches perfectly then it works out to be roughly the same size as your hips. That's your hips no, and your no, neck. No. The, the, it was a, this was a thing that I saw on the internet. I was like, There's I've no got way. a skinny neck and a fat waist. Okay. <laughs> what? That does not work for me. Let's go try, try that theory. It. Yeah. Let's try it. I <laughs> promise you my pants are going around my neck <laughs> one and a half twice. times. <laughs> I promise like, you. <laughs> I do not have a big neck, but I have a big waist. It's gonna be. It's gonna be and like. Okay, it'll work for me, Nick. Not look, like I, Jay's I have a feeling head. it's gonna go one and a half times around. <laughs> it might actually. Yeah, I mean, bro, you gotta, you gotta do. F1, do you know what my mom said to me when I was F1 young? Neck exercises. My, look, you know this is traumatic when you still remember this sentence at forty-two when you were probably ten <laughs> when this sentence was said. And my mom didn't mean anything mean by it, but she said I had birthing hips. <laughs> So she was like, she told you, like, dude, you're thick. <laughs> you know the worst part? Is that, no, the worst part I was is, told I have birthing hips. I know, and he says that to me. The worst part is my brain goes, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'm like, no, I don't want to think about Jay giving birth. <laughs> well, I've got the hip canal for it, apparently, okay? Oh, my gosh. That baby's going to be, that baby, I'm going to fart that kid out with a slight puff of air with the width of my hips, okay? You might actually witness fight or flight in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> that fight or flight, dude. Which Way. Flight or flight? Yeah, yeah, which are you flighting that way? Am I or going? Am I going to the wall? Am I going to take the the door like a normal person? Jay like, is definitely trying that when he gets home. Yes, I am going to. I am going to try the pants trick when I get home. I'm telling you right now, it's going around more than once. Jay, Jay's like, birthing. you have a thicker neck than I do. Jay's birthing like stirrups are ordered from like McMaster. You know what? I'm just gonna have <laughs> to like start. I'm gonna have to start. What, look on lift uh, uh, at the when I'm because I lift three to four times a week. I'm gonna have to start doing more shrugs just to like I gotta get the pants to barely fit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! I'm gonna be like, like I'm gonna you? I'm gonna strap to my yeah, forehead. Like, like, like the F1 guys, <laughs> you gotta do the F1 neck exercises. Oh the, my dude, god, dude, those neck exercises are so nuts. They're like thanks, nothing. Phil, for bringing up <laughs> old fresh wounds. Uh, I'm okay, moving on parents, to the next question. My parents thought I was gonna be a girl, so they literally painted my room pink. <laughs> like it wasn't that far, and I was like, really, God? It wasn't that far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what was my name going to be? And my mom was like, we didn't get that far. Phyllis. Like, but you painted my room and you didn't know what my name was going to be. My goodness. Anyway. It's that or they're setting a forest on fire, dude. Like, <laughs> Anyway, too bad. I'm a boy. Sucks, <laughs> mom. <laughs> uh, okay, this one comes from Matthew. He says, uh, love the show, guys. I missed you at Micro Center when you guys were there. How often do you travel for openings like and the like? Um, 
it's funny because prior to, okay, so I went to LTX just four days before the trip to to um, to Micro Center in Indiana. That LTX trip was the first time I had traveled for work since before COVID. So it used to be fairly often. Like we had gone to the Denver store opening. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone to a lot of stuff like that in my channel's history, but um, COVID stopped a lot of that. And to be, to be fair, I was like, okay with it. <laughs> I was like perfectly you okay. Were around the same time of kind of like, kind of getting over this like travel crap, <laughs> you know, of like, yeah, but, of like having, having to do but it. What going to store openings or events and meeting tons of fans and, and, big meet and greet lines, which I was just like, I, Oh, is this the couple we had in the car? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think when it comes to like meeting a million people, I don't know how many people waited in the meet and greet lines at LTX. They were long. They were amongst the longest lines there. I was the largest creator outside of anyone LMG that was there, but I told the LMG crew, I said, I will not leave until the entire line has been gone through. If they're going to wait in line to meet me, I'm going to meet them. And unfortunately, the timer had to be set down to like 30 seconds before the next person. Otherwise, we would have never gotten through the line. But I refused to leave without meeting everyone because, one, if you're going to wait to meet me, I, I, at the very least I can do is stick around until I get to meet all of you. I'm sorry. I'm just a regular old guy that I find it shocking that anyone would want to wait in line two hours or an hour to meet and talk to me. But that's that's your decision, not mine, to make. But, two, it gives a huge boost to our morale. Like as a whole channel, like you, your morale was all kinds of boosts at the at, at Micro Center. Because it's it's like you get reminded that people there are people there. Yeah, there's yeah. people behind real it, people. Yeah, it's not just drama and tweets and doom scrolling and the internet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like oh, there are actually people that are actually happy to like you know that we do what we do, and it's yeah. in, that's so like humbling and it's very humbling. And it feels and it reminds gratitude. and it definitely reminds me like hey these again, the responsibility level of what we do, there are real people on the other end of this that we are talking to. So we have to be very responsible with that. I've never really like told you this explicitly, but it's like, it's like for, for me internally, whenever we're, we're doing videos and stuff, I always kind of have this, like, it can be as jank and redneck and ghetto and crazy of a project or like experiment or whatever, as long as it still has a like baseline kind of like amount of science underneath it. Oh, you know it's base mean? mount. Yeah. Base amount. No, but, but, but the, <laughs> the thing, the thing that I'm getting at is that like, I predict you will learn nothing from today's video. <laughs> that is but, my prediction. But if anything, you like, we try to, that to make sure that you will never learn something wrong from a thing. Or if it is wrong, this is why we'll, you don't we'll do pump it. the brakes. <laughs> we have taught plenty of wrong things, but we're working on it. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I, yeah, but I'm saying like, like even with the like the blowing up a water loop, right? It was like well, we learned about 126 psi yeah, we didn't was have the to limit. Measure the psi. <laughs> we could have just blew it up, and then that was the video. But okay, it was like, look, it was like I like that we're enthusiastic about that stuff. What we learned was 130 psi was too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is a data point. And that also a compressor can like almost kill, like have give Jay a heart attack. <laughs> Fun fact that that pump res combo that literally split in half is still together and functioning today. Wait, because, are you using it in a computer right now? No, it's the test one. Oh, what I, what oh, yeah. Do, yeah. Uh, the, the acetal material is so flexible and malleable versus the acrylic that it flexed, the threads flexed, the acrylic popped off, and then it went right back to shape. <laughs> yeah, it literally just went... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it let go of the tube and then came back. So we did learn that. Now, yeah. how, what were the limits? No idea, because we didn't test that. Um, but no, what I was just starting to say, though, is that it's a huge... It's like a huge like jump start to just morale 
and, and, a, and, a, and a good boost, shot of adrenaline to the channel. Like we get super creative after we meet people and stuff. Uh, the only downside is it's emotionally exhausting to meet that many people. Yeah. Like, like I was telling them, and I feel bad. I felt bad to have, even having to have the, um, you know, the 30 second timer. I didn't, we started, they started at two minutes and then went to one minute and then 30 minutes, a second, 30 seconds, because yeah. in two minutes was far too long for the length of the line. But imagine every 30 seconds, your conversation starts over. And I've said this to you guys already, yeah. like but I'm putting this out there for the audience perspective. Imagine, okay, you walked up, Hey, how are you? How are you enjoy? The, this is me. How are you enjoying the show? What's your favorite part of the show so far? Oh, yes, of course. I'll sign this for you. You know, how, it, I'd love to get a picture. I think we talked about this last week, but then thirty seconds hits and it starts over. Yep. All right. Thank you. <laughs> it is weird, but it, it's part of the territory, right? And I'm and I'm very grateful for the support that we have. Yeah. I would never. I would never change any of that. Uh, Zachary says, do you think we'll see a time when APUs will beat out entry-level GPUs? Thinking about the, the poorly specced 4060 and the rumored future AMD APU matching a 4070. Okay, I want to, first of all, I think you've been grossly misinformed about APUs. Um, we have been hearing every generation of graphics from AMD since the beginning of time that they're working on an APU that is more powerful than a discrete whatever. If that were true, AMD would not have a GPU that is also slower than a 4070, if that makes sense. Now, we've been hearing about APU tech advancing for a long time. Navi, uh, obviously the Navi 21 APU stuff. You know, we have RDNA 3 APU stuff we've been waiting on. Steam Deck, Ally. Yes, GPD. they are getting better. But there is absolutely positively not an APU right now that is faster than a 4070, either in development or even theoretically. Three, theoretical. Theoretically? Yes, <laughs> that word. You, like it doesn't, and the only reason that it doesn't exist is because it doesn't die size. No, it just doesn't make business sense to make that. Because then why would you just not sell a CPU and a GPU? You could you could increase margins on both, right? And then for the people that require an APU, then you can just custom make whatever they want for their APU. Well, this like, is just this is just furthering the whole. Remember how everyone swore the PlayStation Five was gonna be faster than the thirty eighty and et cetera, et cetera. And how true did that end up being? Yeah, it's just an AMD APU, guys. <laughs> it's like that's the thing. But but it, I think it's like his question. It's yeah, like. It, an APU will never beat... Theorized. That's the word I was trying to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> an APU will never beat an entry-level current discrete graphics card because those are two different market segments. that They're, they're not going for the because same Because they're the exact same tech, but the discrete will always be bigger, yeah. larger, more dedicated GPU, more VRAM, cooling. More, more, more cooling. Because yeah. it's, not, it's not sharing it's a not cooling sharing with a CPU. It's not sharing system memory. System memory is... is Okay, look, there's there's three levels of data access for the GPU in this. Okay, so you have the GPU, and then you have the GPU's cache. The cache is the first place where data gets stored. When the cache uh, is a miss, so it's hits and misses. So if the cache, if the GPU requests information that is cached, that's a hit. That's the fastest response because it's on the die. If it's a miss, it then goes to VRAM. VRAM can serve... I don't know what the exact number is, but it's it's significantly faster than system RAM because if if a, if a, the GPU or the game needs more RAM than what's on the VRAM, it then goes into the system RAM, and that's where you see those pauses and stutters and hiccups and stuff, as it might be swapping at that point to system RAM. But it will every APU uses system RAM for and and a small small amount of cache for APU uh, hits and misses, so it will absolutely never ever be as fast as like say a, dis a discrete desktop variant of the same generation. Now yeah. you might see 
APUs 10 years from now be faster than say what a 47 is to 4070 is today, but that's not today. Yeah. Like an example would be, I think the ally is either equal to or slightly faster than 1050. <clears throat> like the alcohol's not settling in guys. All you're hearing is a little dry mouth because I forgot my <laughs> water bottle today. <laughs> no, but I'm a hundred percent not buzzed. Yeah. So. Like, uh, yeah. Z1 extreme versus 1050, like the, the AMD APU would win, but like, yeah. that's how far back you have to go in. But I've been hearing about this APU. since like way back at the A10 processors and stuff. Yeah. It's just not the case. It's just, yeah. The, the, his question, the answer to his question is that you're asking the wrong question because those are two non comparable products. Like, no, but, but the thing is, it's he's like, hey, is, is Nick's Honda fit ever going to be faster than like a BMW three series? Yeah. Like it's like, no, they, they're, they're not, yes. they're not designed. I mean, yeah, but they're not, they're not intended to be, at but the same just market. like, a Honda Fit, it is way more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> right? So anyway, but what I was what I was speaking to here is he says thinking about the the poorly spec 4060 and the rumored future AMD APU matching a 4070. So I've I just think he's grossly misunderstood something he's read somewhere. Yeah. To think that there's an APU in the works right now that is as fast as a 4070. That would be that would be such a big die. Because you would have to essentially fit a 4070 die plus a CPU die. Onto a die. <laughs> it's like a metal, yeah. metal gear of too many CPU dice. dice. Yeah. I also hate that dice is the the plural of die. But anyway, <laughs> dice. Yeah, like dice. That's why there's two dice. <laughs> a single dice oh. is a die. Yeah. But also, it, the, it is just the plural word for die, <laughs> even even with chips, which is dumb because. So if you're rolling one die, yeah, you're rolling the die. Yeah. But but are two GPU dies dice yeah. or dies as in plural? I think it's dice. I D-I-E-S. Think it, I think it's D-I-C-E. This is like that, that Gallagher bit with English. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but no, it's not boom, it's bomb. And it's not bomb, it's boom. It's not womb, it's woo. Yeah, that's one of the greatest, like, if you ever wanted to have, look, it's funny. English I, is my second language. I can completely 100% vouch for that crap. Yeah, and, I, know, I, and, I, have, and I, have, I have several international friends that English is their second Just or third language, so and all lies. of them have told me, like, yeah, learning Japanese was eng- easier than English. I'm like, really? They're like, really? Because of... <laughs> Those rules. Yeah. <laughs> and by well, the way, there's every, no rule. Yeah, every rule has an exception. So it's like, what the... <laughs> Stop. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the exception, I'm. it's exceptionally time to end the show. I don't know. That was the worst. <laughs> Best segue ever. That was again. the worst. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. Speaking of... <laughs> wait. Are redoing it? Yeah. How, how... I guess I can't... This exceptionally poor ending is brought to you by Jace Tucson. I don't know how else to say <laughs> Brought to you by Carl's Jr. No, I'm kidding. No, no, not really, though. No. Unless you want to sponsor. Damn. No, I don't want a Carl's Jr. sponsor. I don't uh, want to yeah. go back to yeah. as heavy We're as I used to gonna be. We're all going to be old J-Big. Could you imagine? Old J-Big? Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, it's old J. You've changed. I'm now. old J now. Old J. Everyone calls me old. I'm like, I'm like Grandpa Tech. Okay. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> Grandpa! Ju- I'm just repeating Grandpa what Judas. people have told me. Okay, I don't take it personal. I just, I'm a gray fox. Okay, and I, and I'm okay with that. I thought you said a completely different word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Anyway, on that note, bye. guys, we're gonna get bye. out of here. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs>